Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the PropG Markets podcast. For nearly two years, PropG Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, PropG Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer... It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right. The UFC wraps up their July trip to Fight Island tomorrow night with a massive event headlined by a highly anticipated matchup in the UFC's middleweight division. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the MMA Fighting UFC on ESPN 14 preview show. I am Mike Heck being joined by the great Jose Youngs. And Jose, it's finally here. Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. This one has been on the books for some time now. It's one of those non-title fights that has been universally praised since it was announced. A big one at 185. What are your thoughts on this really good main event as we're getting closer and closer to seeing these guys throw fisticuffs tomorrow night? Oh, well, my first one, my first initial thought is, thank God that it didn't fall apart. Uh, I would have really liked to see them fight on the Dublin car like they were originally supposed to. I think both of their uh, their their personalities and fighting styles and everything would have lent well to a sold out crowd in the double in the Dublin arena. So uh, disappointed for the Irish uh, fans who have been in just desperate for another MMA card. And that would have been a wild, wild scene, especially with these two. Uh, but really glad that it's it hasn't fallen apart. Like you said yourself, like this is this this matchmaking was so universally praised, but it also just made sense considering where they are in the rankings. So it's one of those rare matchups where uh, I think all of the stars align for a non-title fight to really uh, like like grasp the attention of fight fans in, in, in a way few fights can. I've said this several times at this point, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but obviously this is a very important fight for Robert Whitaker, the, the mm -hmm. former champion looking to bounce back from that loss to Israel Adesanya. But Darren Till's popularity just continues to rise. I mean, you could just see it in the the numbers with everything he's done lately, including his media day scrum. People just really enjoy Darren Till right now. And like if Whitaker wins, I like the plan sort of put together by Jack Hermanson after he beat Calvin Gaslam. But if Darren Till wins, that can shake things up in a big way, especially if he wins impressively. Honestly, Jose, I think if he goes out there and has a great performance tomorrow night, I think he's a shoe in for the winner of the title fight between Adesanya and Paul Costa. I think he jumps cannon air and gets a shot at the title. The UFC jumps on these. What have you done for me lately? Red hot guys. Darren Till fits that criteria. Do you agree with that sentiment after seeing Till in the numbers this week? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, the U, I, I, we all kind of know the UFC likes to to they 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 want Darren Till to be champion. They they make make no mistake about that. Let's not forget he got a title shot after missing weight, saying I probably he himself said you know I probably don't deserve a title shot after missing weight in that performance. UFC gave him a title shot anyway, so it's no surprise he's one of those fighters that uh, the UFC really wants to to put the the rocket behind it. He they, I don't want to say they hope he becomes champion because Israel Adesanya is a a superstar too, and Paulo Costa is also could be a big deal uh but they need uh dance partners that can that can draw numbers too they don't just want to go out like for, for as much as a phenomenal fighter as jared cannonier is and how much uh, I, I like to sing his praise as captain crystal and this and that not going to draw the same amount of numbers as darren till or paulo costa will or even robert whitaker a rematch of robert whitaker would so uh, yeah if darren till goes out there and just has a phenomenal performance like we've seen him at welterweight but we haven't seen him at have a middleweight yet it's 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 there's no question he skips the queue but let's not forget 
we all know Israel Asanya and Paulo Costa was quote unquote announced, but the UFC is it's not technically official yet. So if Darren Till goes out there and just like axe kicks Robert Whitaker in the first two minutes, gets on the mic and says, "Ah, I'll fight whoever." Like he himself says, he goes, doesn't really care about money. He just wants to be the best and 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 fight the best. And Israel Asanya is the man right now. So uh, if he goes out there and, like I said, just has an unreal performance against Robert Whitaker, which is not. an easy path to victory whatsoever. It wouldn't surprise me if, if, if the UFC like really starts to look hard at just making Darren Till Israel Adesanya now while Darren Till is red hot, uh, considering I bet he, he asked for a much smaller purse than Paolo Costa, who's already out there on Twitter saying like, oh, I want $3 million and I want to coach tough and this and that. So uh, if it gets to a bidding war and, and Darren Till asks for less, like the UFC likes, wouldn't surprise if he skips Costa, but I don't even want to put that out into the ether uh, because I really desperately need to see Adesanya and Paolo Costa throw down. What I like about this fight and and these two individuals is that both guys are very loose. They're very relaxed. They're having a good time with the media, no matter how awful some of the questions that have gone their way (laughs) this week. It's just a really great matchup, Jose. How do you see this thing playing out tomorrow night? Oh, man, it's 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 hard to say just because we, we know what Darren Till can do at welterweight we've seen him do it but then like you see the the, the fighters he he just destroyed like like he crushed donald donald cerrone uh who he himself said uh, wasn't really he he showed up he did he and he got starched but but like darren Till said that was basically a light heavyweight fighting a lightweight like darren till was a massive welterweight and donald cerrone is one of the s- smaller white uh welterweights uh, even now if he decides to fight and then he goes out there uh and he beats stephen thompson but i actually think stephen thompson won and i think a lot of people think stephen thompson won gets tapped by tyron woodley and then gets ko'd by hori masvidal so he's beaten the guys of welterweight he should have beaten uh and he squeaked past uh stephen thompson and then he squeaked past kelvin gaslam so we know what he can do against the lesser competition of welterweight uh we know he can beat the the best of the best at both welterweight and middleweight but he hasn't gone out there and just absolutely flattened someone like we know he can uh robert whitaker has fought in yola romero for 10 rounds so we all agree is the boogeyman of the middle of the division like your body's not the same after fighting him he's beaten jacare uh he's beaten uh derek brunson he's beaten the who's who at middleweight so you really i i have to favor robert whitaker just based on strength of schedule uh he's he's fought in the best at middleweight he's beaten the best in middleweight he's beaten yola romero twice he's two and oh against yola romero which is to me even more impressive than winning the title especially going uh, back to back and yes you can argue uh he lost to romero the second time but a win is a win same as darren till against stephen thompson the same as darren till against calvin gaslin a win is a win so i do favor robert whitaker he clearly has the edge in wrestling i mean darren till himself said immediately day like it's no, it's no secret. He has the, he has the edge in wrestling. Uh, Darren Till says it's probably 50, 50 in the grappling department, like in the jujitsu department. Darren Till says he has the better striking. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Robert Whitaker has knocked out some pretty impressive strikers and he's knocked out some pretty impressive grapplers. So, uh, I tend to favor Whitaker. I don't think it'll be a stoppage. I don't think it's going to be a razor thing decision, but I think it's going to be a pretty good back and forth war. But I, I, I I'm going to comfortably say Robert Whitaker, uh, should pull off the, the win, uh, in the main event. I agree with you. But there's this feeling I have deep down inside, Jose, that these two guys are going to get in the middle of the octagon and they're going to swing for the fences. I don't know why I feel that way. I have like no proof of this happening, but I feel like (laughs) that's what we're going to see tomorrow night. I think both these guys are just going to go in and headhunt and then someone's going to get their hand raised. I don't see this fight getting out of the second round. That's just the feeling I have. But if it goes the distance and these guys have just a technical masterpiece of a fight, that would not surprise me either. 
Yeah, it's and Robert Whitaker is is one of those strikers that he he picks his shots. He's not throwing punches for no reason. Like, yeah, he he gets into these wars against Yoel Romero, but that's not like saying he went back and forth. That's like he got punched hard by Yoel Romero once, and it turned into a war because he went into survival mode for a while. And then uh, the Derek Brunson fight, Derek Brunson just acted a fool and ran out there with his head chin <laughs> wide up in the air. So uh, he's beaten some good. He's beaten good guys, but he's beaten them picking his shots like and and he's not he i'm not saying he was a counter striker but he saw openings going forward and took advantage of them darren till is can be very much a counterpoint striker a counter striker where he waits for his opponents to make a mistake and then he capitalized did that against uh don Cerrone where he, he he hurts you and then he backs you into the fence and then just destroys you uh but he also has been left himself uh open uh to those shots a la tyron woodley where he did that like that like jab, and then when he like pulled back for the uppercut, that split second window, Tyron Woodley took advantage and just crushed him, and then took advantage and tapped him. So uh, if Robert Whitaker continues to do what he does and take advantage of openings his opponents leave, I could see him pulling off the stoppage win. But I hope not. I'm not saying hopefully, but I think Darren Till is has had enough time to close those gaps. Uh, so I, I I don't know if this. I don't know if this will be a stoppage, but I think it'll be a very high-level martial arts competition. Either way, I think fans are going to be happy mm-hmm. with no matter how this fight goes. Uh, the 100%. co-main event is a fight that you've been very excited about since it was announced. The trilogy fight between Mauricio Shogunhua and Antonio Rogerio Nogueira. It's Little Nog's final fight of his career, taking on the former light heavyweight champion. This is a nostalgia fight personified in the co-main event spot. What are you going to be looking for when these two legends throw down in the octagon tomorrow night? Well, it, it has to be Little Nog's last fight. I mean, I mean, it's people are saying, like, why is this fight happening? Why is this now? Like, who do you want them to fight? Like, you want to throw Shogun out there to, like, the best of the best in middleweight, I mean, light heavyweight. You want to throw Little Nog out there? Like, we saw what happened when he fought Anthony Johnson, when Little Nog was on that, that kind of run for a little bit, where he picked, strung together a few wins and they toss him in against Anthony Johnson. He loses in like 50 seconds in violent fashion. Like who do you want these two to fight? I think this is a phenomenal matchmaking. Uh, it's a trilogy fight. They both have respect. They're both icons in Brazil. This is Lil Nog's last fight. He's going out there against a rival that he has deep respect for. So it's the last time we will ever see a Nogueira brother lace up the four ounce gloves, unless one of them decides to come out of retirement, which I don't think I don't see happening. So I'm very much looking forward to, uh, uh, a, a contest between two former Pride fighters. Pride never die. Huge fan. Like I, I, I miss the days of the the squared circle, the colored gloves, the the yellow cards, the the scoring system they have. So uh, this is a huge nostalgic fight, and uh, it's I'm looking forward to it. It's not. I don't think it's going to be the most the, the most technical match. Well, it could be, but uh, it's. I don't think someone's going to go to sleep uh, in this fight whatsoever. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to two icons of the sport going out there. People forget when it comes to Shogun that he's only lost one fight in his last six. He's got wins over Corey Anderson during this stretch. He's got knockout wins over Tyson Pedro and John Vellante. Yeah, he had the split draw with Paul Craig in his last fight, but Shogun is still a very tough out at 205 right now. Like when Daniel Cormier was the light heavyweight champion, there was a chance he was going to fight Shogun, defend the title against Shogun Hua. Like this guy is not like getting crushed in all of his fights. He's actually in a pretty good run right now, is he not? And let's not forget his KO loss to Ovin St. Prue. Yeah, it was 30 seconds, but that was just he just left his head out there. 
Like, he doesn't do that. That fight may be different, but there's no way to know. That fight's fine. I think they tried to book that fight a few times, and it's fallen apart. So uh, if he doesn't make a mistake against OSP, that could be a different fight. But at the end, OSP got, like, a 30-second knockout. So what's you going to do? Uh, and then the Dan Henderson fight, that was another back-and-forth battle before he just got punched in the head and then couldn't go anymore. So uh, Shogun has been proven to that he you, you, you land one key punch. That's a wrap. Like, Anthony, Anthony Smith, OSP, Dan Henderson. But then he can also go into these these battles and crush you like the John Volantes, the Tyson Pedros, even to the James Tahuna fight that was in that was in Brisbane back in the day. So uh never count Shogun out, especially against Little Nog, but again, this is I don't think he's gonna be fighting for the title anytime soon, but he seems to be on one of those runs like Jim Miller, where all of a sudden Jim Miller has like three or four wins in a row and you're like, what the hell? Like, do we give him a top fifteen guy? Do we just keep him on this Legends run? Is he actually a gatekeeper? Like but if Shogun keeps winning, uh, maybe we can have that conversation. But I don't think he's fighting for a title anytime soon. I always like to look at the first fight of the night to see how it stacks up. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, this one works for me. You mentioned it yourself, Nathaniel Wood versus John Cassidy. I think Wood is you know, a very bright star, just like Pete pointed out many, many times mm-hmm. on the A-side and other shows. This guy's got a ton of potential at 135. He lost to John Dotson. It's very tough to look good against that guy. And Casaneda is a super legit guy, 135 too. He's fought up in Contender Series, former Kombucha America's Bantamweight champion. He's a finisher. And what's really interesting about John Casaneda is that he probably could have gotten this opportunity a long time ago at the UFC, Mm -hmm. but he admits that he wasn't in the best place mentally to make the most out of that opportunity. Seems to be in a great place now to step in on short notice, but it's not really an off-the-couch situation for him. John knew a call might come in these crazy times. He told me last week on What the Heck that he's essentially had a nine-week training camp under his belt in preparation for getting a call. And obviously, Nathaniel Wood's an exciting guy looking to bounce back from having an eight-fight winning streak snapped and you know, these two guys are going to get after it to kick this fight card off. I'm looking forward to that. And then Hamzat Shamayev coming back 10 days after that John Phillips fight to face Reese McKee down a weight class at right. 170. He's such Reece an animal. Ma- I'm glad you brought up Reese, too, because Reese is an absolute animal, too. I think he's on like a three fight win streak down in Cage Warriors, like all stoppage wins. And Pizza Carroll has interviewed him on Eurobash a few times, I think. So um, I it's one of these those fights like I love this fight as like a martial arts competition. I wish they weren't fighting each other because these are two like the definition of like blue chip prospects like Kazmash Shemayev and Reese McKee are going to like I don't want to say they're future contenders yet, but these are two names that people have had circled for a long time as future like top 15 uh, welterweight. So I wish they weren't fighting each other so early in their careers uh, because I feel like this would be like for like for all we know. Whoever loses this fight, like down the road, that rematch, like it wouldn't surprise me if it's a co-main or main event for a big fight night once this pandemic ends uh, down in Europe. Yeah, Reese McKee, we've been waiting for this for this debut to happen yeah. for a while now, and then he gets and he, he got a rough fight for his first fight. <laughs> it reminds me of when uh, Holloway fought McGregor. I was like, God, I wish these two weren't fighting each other because I think Max Holloway was such a legit prospect back then, and Conor McGregor was Conor McGregor. And then, of, well, of course, Max Holloway was filling in for short notice, but I was like, this fight could happen in like four or five years from now. It could be just the biggest deal in the world, and it could have been if it ever if they ever ran it back. But uh, yeah, this pay attention. The loser of this fight still pay attention to after this. Absolutely, a lot of action ahead of us. 
tomorrow night in Abu Dhabi. And of course, we'll have you covered during and after the event. So keep it locked in on MMAfighting.com. Brazilian beast Guillermo Cruz is on Fight Island with just outstanding coverage, great video content. Basically, we are your one-stop shop for this event and future events as well. So for Jose Youngs, I am Mike Hack. Thanks for checking out the UFC on ESPN 14 preview show. We are out of here. Enjoy your coffee. We'll see you tomorrow night. Black coffee. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.